That's the thing I'll say. Yeah. It's fine. We're just gonna cut it. Here's anyways. one thing about. Oops. Here's like, one yeah. thing that honestly no one told me, and I don't think it's super intuitive. You're gonna get to your PSTOS family. You're gonna be so excited. They're gonna be so nice to you. They're gonna ply you with food. Later in the night, your body is gonna have needs. Oh. <laughs> you're gonna wake up, and you're gonna think, "Ma, I'm so lucky. My PST host family has a toilet inside their house. I don't yes. have to wander uh, into this scary, fake terrifying, toilet fake toilet, dog-filled yard that they have going on. Yeah. And you'll go to the toilet, and you'll take a very satisfying ten to thirty-five minutes in there." <laughs> Probably pooping probably higher on the end. <laughs> yeah, but and yeah. then well, it's implied, Brian. <laughs> we don't cut the poop. We don't cut. The okay, poop. so you're gonna we poo. Don't the, we don't cut the poop. And they're gonna come out. You're like, ah, so relax. We're gonna sleep. Two days later, your family's gonna call a plumber. Um, you're gonna have irre- irrevocably ruined their plumbing. Um, yeah, well, because plumbing- no one tells you. If your family, I want to say this five times, if your family has a toilet inside, you can't poop in it. If your family has a toilet inside, you can't poop in it. You cannot poop inside the toilet which your family has inside. If your family has a toilet, do not poop in it. If your family has a nice unitas in their ui, do not caca in it. Yeah. I'll just repeat what, as the Chewy volunteer, I'll just repeat what my host brother told me. This toilet is not for big jobs. Yeah. <laughs> my pooping experience is referred to uh, as poopgate. Uh, yeah, I think everyone has a poopgate moment. Yeah. Uh, it was quite. It was quite the scandal. Yeah. My uh, family laughed for I weeks. Did it, I did they it. They said she's so small and she ruined all that. I did mine. At a, <laughs> I did mine at a stranger's house. <laughs> I pooped. I pooped in the toilet and it wouldn't flush down. Like you, that's not a pooping toilet. And I was like, "We're leaving." We we left. I've never seen the person again in my life. That was their only America. That was their only. And their last. Probably their only experience of America is just me pooping in there. Really increasing the soft power um, by hard bowel movements. Yeah. K26 invitees. I hope you're excited tonight because our guests are. Uh, We got a good one for you tonight, Matt. Uh, I know I say this a lot, but uh, these might be our best guests that we've had so far. Yeah, that's what I've heard through the grapevine. I think these are possibly the best guests. (laughs) A lot of excitement Uh, going on. It's going to get heated, though. We got a heated episode for you. This might be the most raw, unfiltered Kyrgyz cast. Kyrgyz cast. It's going to be lit. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm here with my co-host and the best producer of Peace Corps K26 Invitee Podcast. Uh, you know him as Producer Matt. Gotta say, also the only producer of K26 Invitee Podcast. Also the worst. 
Uh, producer Matt here. So, the topic of this episode is welcome to Kyrgyzstan, welcome home. And so, let's introduce our guests here and go ahead. Hey, it's Chris. I'm from Arizona. I live just outside of Balashi in Issaquil. So, hopefully, you can come by in the summer and check out the cool times. And we also have. Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm a K25, and I'm from Michigan and Iowa. Midwest, Midwest. True. <laughs> I live in Naryn City. I'm a big shard at Kuz. And uh, I'm super excited to meet all of you virtually. Yeah. I think, I think you say... She may sound mellow, but she's stoked. I think we should jump right into... Airport lounges. Mm. The most contentious topic we've <laughs> ever talked about on this podcast. It, it, we, yeah, uh, this one this one is going to get heated. Uh, I'll give you a little background information. Just uh, if you're not flying through the Istanbul airport, does, who knows what the airport code is? Because aren't there, there's, IST. There's IST. If you're flying yes. through IST, this podcast is important. It'll be fun to listen to. Uh, it'll be Moscow perfect. Moscow has lounges too. Moscow. True. Okay. They did in DC, I think too. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess if you're not flying through Istanbul airport, you can like skip 20 minutes of this podcast. Nah, you can't skip any. I would listen cast. to it anyways. I would listen to it anyways. Just Producer Matt is right. Yeah. yeah. We know you're listening to this 24 yeah. 7, so just keep listening. On repeat. Yeah. I mean, Kyrgyz Cats is better than those movies on the flight anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. The keep, it, keep it on your podcast. Or on your podcast. Your iPod. No one has iPods anymore, right? I'm too old. Right. <laughs> I have iPods. This that's is why we're making discussed. a podcast. You yeah, have an iPod. podcast. You can only put podcasts on an iPod. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's called Podcast. Um, Guys, we're in not sponsored. case you want to guess, we're not the sponsored oldest by. Volunteer in the room is. <laughs> yeah, that's producer Matt. Apple is not sponsoring us, I swear. Uh, I just don't know anything else. I just learned about iPods. Uh, <laughs> What happens when you join the Peace Corps? So let's talk airport lounges. Uh, K25s had a six-hour layover. Does anybody remember? It I mean, was it, eight. Go, it goes. It, 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 it was eight hours. So, it goes by so quickly yeah. when you're on a layover in Istanbul, flying from DC to Kyrgyzstan. What I remember uh, is my credit card because I used it in DC. It didn't work in Istanbul because I said I would be in Istanbul and Kyrgyzstan. Uh, and so people had to buy me like a coffee because I was up for like the multi-hour flight through the Atlantic. Yeah, I don't remember much over after it. That. Maybe tell your credit cards because <laughs> you are going to want to spend a little money there. I guess some places do take American cash, uh, but so you're there for a long time. My experience was I didn't want to drop any money to go into one of the lounges, so I slept on the floor. Uh, I knocked out pretty hard. I think reports are I was out for two to three hours, uh, just kind of laying on the floor in the middle of the airport. I was pretty uh, jealous of you. Yeah, yeah. I slept real hard in my business casual clothing on the floor of the airport. Uh, Still pretty jealous Definitely of you. didn't get any looks. Uh, but now, now, Chris, you went to a lounge. Yeah, yeah, I totally what did. Is, what is the lounge life like? So... Honestly, in my opinion, if your layover is like five plus hours, and especially depending on location, you're definitely going to want a lounge because Istanbul, like remember K26s, you're coming August 20th. It's going to be very hot. The airport, to my knowledge, was a sweat box. And so I wasn't trying to live that life. You get a per diem from the Peace Corps when you go to orientation. 
So you're able to use that to go to a lounge. They have on tap free beer. It's not free. You paid for well, it. Well, it's not free, but they have on tap <laughs> beer. They've got sandwiches. They have free Wi-Fi, so you Bad don't have sandwiches. to have some kind of weird phone number to get the text code. <laughs> and you get to hang out on couches with AC and drink beer. I don't know how you can have a better experience while you get to meet your new friends and cohort. So, so I think, in my opinion, lounges are the key. So in my I, defense, the floor was nice and cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so I also heard, maybe I just missed it, uh, can you shower in a lounge? So in the lounge that I went to, it actually had two showers and two toilets. Yeah, exactly. I know. Brittany's changing her mind before your eyes. No, I can right. see it in her face. That's a little Please. podcast foreshadowing. For <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Counterpoint, uh, Brittany Callahan thinks lounges are bullshit. So does Matt, producer Matt, that is. <laughs> Why? Okay, let me lay it down for you. Please. The Istanbul airport is a beautiful and interesting place in which for you to like reflect on your upcoming Peace Corps service. If you're in a lounge, you're sequestered with the 1%, just kidding. <laughs> Still true. <laughs> You're kind of locked up. My lounge didn't have a toilet, didn't have a shower. The beer was flat. The sandwiches were gross. And the Wi-Fi was good, admittedly. You know, I'm not going to say everything about a lounge is bullshit, but I will say that paying 30 euro to drink flat beer with a bunch of hooligans might not be worth it by the way because hooligans was directed at ryan, ryan. uh the thing is that shenanigans can... sorry continue He's that's what disrupting. He's that's what hooligan. that's what all yeah, volunteers say when they're behavior what i'm saying is i love sitting <laughs> you love sitting continue in the <laughs> i love sitting in the istanbul airport because there is such good people watching. You can get some food. Like, if you want to hang out for four to five hours, you don't have to spend 30 euro. You can keep it cheaper than that. Save that per diem for a treat when you get to Bishkek. Hint, you're going to fucking need it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I want to mention, as the only Chewy volunteer right now talking, is that uh, the Istanbul airport is a sweat box, but so is Chewy in August. So is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll counter the 30 euro argument. The lounge that I went to had buy one, get one free. So when you bought a person, you split the price on it. Had a shower, had a toilet, delicious food that they rotated hourly on top of beer on tap, which meant you knew it wasn't flat. So I don't know who's going to say what about lounges, but for me in that scenario, especially having to take my first flight over the Atlantic, so if you're um, new to traveling, mm -hmm. it was a great way for me to recharge before taking another overnight flight into Bishkek. Okay, here... Uh, which lounge did you go to, Chris? I honestly don't know at this point. I was like, let's Listen, I will tell you, don't go to the Millennium Lounge. Because I remember that place. Because it was I... underwhelming. <laughs> if you have to name your lounge the Millennium Lounge, I just don't. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so, I was, so Brittany went to the Millennium Lounge. Millennium Lounge. Chris went to a TM. different lounge. He yeah. doesn't remember which lounge it was. I would, it really, it, like, would it, I would say if you just go to the the de like front desk clerks in the airport, like if you're lucky, they know English. 
They, you they say, know English. You have a shower? They know English. If you ask them, do you have a shower? It gets rid of the millennium for you, and you might have a shot. Maybe. See if they have a deal. See what you can do. Were both of your lounges 30 euros? I think mine was about 30 euros. But it was buy, buy one, <laughs> was get that, one free. It was buy one, get one free. So it was 15 euros. Yeah, yeah. so it, it okay. ended up splitting in half for me. I think that the per diem given by the Peace Corps for being in D.C. slash being in airports is adequate. Although I know some certain types of people would spend all of that money the night before they left on certain entertainments and beverages. Which are honestly better than an airport lounge. I Agreed. I yeah. don't regret it at all. Yeah. But one thing is that if you sit in the Istanbul airport, as I said before, wonderful people watching, there's like everyone in the entire world goes through the Istanbul airport. There's like a bunch of like pilgrims going to Mecca, there's Europeans going to do whatever <laughs> they do. I mean, it's like, it's European <laughs> I did, I did meet one cool guy in the Istanbul airport. <laughs> he was a uh, Australian guy. I also Actually, saw the one cool guy. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I yeah, remember I'm the cool guy. Of course. Now. Uh, yeah, the one was, uh, cool guy. He was an Australian well, apiarist who actually does UN work here in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, so I met him while I was waiting for five hours near the place where we we're leaving for the flight. The so gate. you you could achieve networking. Yeah. Look at that. Always working. The consummate I, professional. I understand Matt. you think there's only people oh, wow. outside of a lounge, <laughs> but there's also people inside of a lounge. And like I said, AC free beer, which means people are going to be calmer. And then on top of that, if you really want to really people watch, all you need to do is walk outside. I, so, I... <laughs> I yeah go, Brittany. <laughs> Brittany, I think you have I'm not sold yet on. Uh, so I regret not getting a lounge, and Brittany seems like she has an argument to change my mind okay. by the look on and her face. And here it is, staring at me. The next 27 months of your life are going to be beautiful, enriching, amazing, filled with your cohort. Maybe the first eight hours into this two and a half year commitment, you can sit alone. You'll thank me. Or, alternatively, sit with the people who don't have the money for the lounge on them. Yeah, those are the peeps. <laughs> I'm going to jump in with the third option for you, and that's to spend all of your per diem at Sbarro in the food court. <laughs> this is the producer Matt strategy. Uh, yeah, so... Keep, keep, keep in mind, you could also do a combination of Sbarro uh, and... What's that chicken? So they're... Uh, Popeye's. Oh, yeah, they have a Popeye's. Yeah. They have a Popeyes. You could go half Popeyes, half pizza. Your your layover is long enough that you could do like a double dinner. Sabaro Popeyes, uh, coffee. That if you go to this, there's like that really slow escalator thing going to that second floor. Yeah, it, I anyways, don't remember anything. That description about is perfect. Uh, go to the little Turkish coffee shop and get a Turkish coffee. It was fantastic. They give you a little, like a little weird chocolate cover. What is it? What's, the, what's Turkey famous for? That's Turkish covered is Turkish not really nice. It was a yeah. It was that uh, a Turkish delight thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was delicious. So I would do that. Hey, internet. 
Wi-Fi. So you can get Wi-Fi without going into a lounge. Uh, did you guys know that? Um, I didn't know that. And you can. I, also, yeah. to counter the per diem, maybe this was just me because I was jet lagged, but I like immediately fell asleep after our sessions when we were at staging in DC. So maybe you don't have a crazy night, and then in turn, in the middle of a very long flight that takes two days, you get a little bit of a relaxation. Yeah, that's a good point. I, so far, I'm leaning lounge. Uh, I think Chris has me so far, even... Are you freaking joking? I got a point here, too, because I am adamantly anti-lounge. Did not oh, even do a lounge. Thank I don't you, need to know about Matt. it. Thank you, Producer yeah. Matt. So what I got to say here is, how, how many euros again was the lounge? Even if it was, what was the half price? Like 15. How many psalms is that? Oh. Oh. Game changer. That's 2,000 psalms. And how far? No, 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 no. $15 is 2,000 psalm. 15 euro. No, $15 is like 19 some. No way. Math questions were not in the Peace Corps interview, so <laughs> in, in my defense. Okay, so let's uh, okay, so 2,000 some is like almost $30. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There. Yeah, math, so about 2,000 some. What were we even arguing about in the first How part? far <laughs> so, no, I don't does 2,000 some Get you in Bishkek, which is the most expensive place. I'll tell you, in I'll tell you, Kyrgyzstan. You can get three. Brittany can three tell you. Jacks. I think that you might need. The first three months are hard. PST is hard. It's true. That's I think true. you're that gonna was need. You're gonna yeah. need a little. For me, it was the hardest time. You're gonna. You're new in country. You're learning Kyrgyz six days a week. You may have a stomach ache. You, you will, will have, have stomach aches. You will move more or less permanently into your family's outhouse. <laughs> and Sweet sometimes there. you need a little treat. You need to treat yourself. Not extra money can come in handy because PST allowance is That's thin. thin. Oh yeah. I'm from Minnesota. That's thinner than lakes in April. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I will say the point about that is it's a very varying dis like experience where you're going to live and who you're going to live with for PSD. My family was incredible for me personally, and I know that's not going to be the experience for everybody. But for me, the little snacks was enough to keep me going. My family always made delicious meals. I was close enough to a city that was close by that I could still have a good time like once in a while. So I didn't need to escape or get out. And so for me, although the money, the extra money would have been good, it really wouldn't have come in real handy mm. until I swore in to service. So I say maybe a lounge isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you're somebody who wants to sit in a hot airport and you want to people watch or you want to take a nap on the ground or find a squatting toilet to use so you can practice for the rest of your service, maybe a lounge isn't for you. But if you want... Cold beers, cold rooms, good food, fast Wi-Fi, maybe a lounge is for you. And last word? Well, since Chris was able to get in that seamless closing argument, allow me to say, F it. <laughs> You're all adults. That Make your own decision. Control. All right. And so with that, we close <laughs> the most contentious topic of Kyrgyzcast. So I think uh, that moves on to another good transition is 
what actually happens when you're done with sleeping on the floor in Istanbul Airport or <laughs> drinking flat or not beer for 30 or less euros. So, let's talk about what happens when you first get off the plane, get to the hotel, and orientation. Okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get off the plane. For some reason, which will be revealed to you later, Peace Corps wants you to come into the country proper wearing business casual, casual clothing uh, just to make your first step, literally and figuratively, in Kyrgyzstan, impressionable. Impressionable? Impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, impressive. Both, are, both are accurate here. Okay. We understand. So you're going to get off of living, like living on an airplane for a solid day, depending on where you're coming from. And you're going to get You may have the, slept on a floor in your business clothes. May have slept on a floor in your business clothes. Or not. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Shut up, you or guys. Maybe, or, maybe or maybe you both. Or maybe you sipped mojitos in, a, in an Air airport lounge. Flat airport mojitos, lounge. by the way. I um, guarantee how this is a negative. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're going to get off. There's going to be the PSN there to greet you. The peer support network. They're going to have signs. It's going to say, K26s. Welcome, next sign, to, next sign, Kyrgyzstan, next sign, exclamation point. It was adorable. It was pretty freaking cute. Uh, They they literally usher you every step of the way into a bus. Which is good, because they're ushering you past armed militia, which can be kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, uh... The, I was one of the people who had no ability to sleep. I, I cannot sleep on a plane, so I was in a fugue state for about 48 hours. Uh, and so when I arrived, the only thing I remember is being on a bus and being like, are those clouds? No, those are mountains. Yeah. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah. So you put on your, well, you collect your bags. You get loaded. You will be loaded onto two buses because there's like 50 of you. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think there's 50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they'll have like a roll call to make sure you're all there. And then in your super sleep deprived state, you'll be ferried into the glittering metropolis of Bishkek. Um, into a hotel of varying quality. We spent our orientation in the beautiful, palatial, amazing, gorgeous, trilingual waitstaff staffed hotel of the Orion. I don't think Julius Caesar ever had it better. No. That's the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in in any country ever. That being said, they had a my honeycomb family, for breakfast. They had a honeycomb. They had a honeycomb for breakfast. They had locks. They had heated towel racks. <laughs> they had oh, avocados. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. They, had a, they had a cheese. Pl- they had a cheese platter. Oh. They had a cheese platter with multi-cheese. Yeah, options. like just many cheese options. Yeah, many. I could I, just said many. I'd call that multi-cheese Mul- multi cheese. Multi cheese. Multi cheese. A multi cheese. Pan plate. cheese options. With like a really hard to use, like swivel open top. Oh, that, that was I, that so I, confusing. That I like dropped I broke on the it. floor. Yeah, I broke that. Oh, so you broke it? <laughs> yeah, that's probably why you couldn't open it. Brittany broke it. It <laughs> wasn't me. I thought it was me. Nope. I thought it was me, but uh, nope. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, we have uh, another person here who. Uh, she's joined the 25, she's an honorable 25, uh, but she came a bit earlier than us. So what do you have to say, Kate? Hi, uh, we went to the Solux Hotel, which did not have salmon or lox. Uh, we were presented with Kyrgyz food, uh, but we had very nice rooms with showers that were always too hot, but there were at least showers 
and toilets, and we were very, very grateful. But I'm just trying to give a different experience. You can have various different kinds of hotels. It's true. I think that we got lucky. They got a really good price because there were so many of us, and there was like some. There's no Russian oil oligarchs at that time of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was really great. But it was also kind of overwhelming because you're not allowed to leave Mm -hmm. the hotel for the first four days. Maybe three or four. Three or four days. And uh, after being confined in a plane and then in airports, even relatively nice lounges, it's you get a little stir crazy. Um, I know that I was climbing up the walls in that place. Yeah. Even though it was nice. I left at least one time during a lunch. Yeah. 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 And I like for us, I think that was an incredible experience to stay in such a nice hotel. But at the same time, for me, it kind of like messed up my expectations for the country. Because <laughs> I, I'll say, it, I'll just say it. Like, you know, when you're joining the Peace Corps, like you're getting your mind ready to change yourself and kind of change what your expectations Serve are. Serve under conditions of hardship if necessary. Yeah. Exactly. It's part of our whole and so. Out of nowhere, like, we take this bus, you start to go down the road, you see these beautiful mountains, mm-hmm. and your mind's like, I'm mm-hmm. ready for this country life. Yes. And then you turn a corner, and it's this <laughs> five-star hotel with, like, bidets in it. And you're like... Wait, what's a and bidet? And the door, the door guy bidets. is wearing a top hat and tails. The door guy's got <laughs> the tails on. And, Shut up. And, <laughs> and for those who don't know what a bidet is, it is a glorified butt splasher. <laughs> And so you like you go into this hotel. The staff speaks English, and then you go and have like breakfast. And they're I like, mean, "Would you like if fresh you can cherry call it juice that. and like honeycombs that you can and cut like right espresso. off the coat itself and espressos?" And you're like, "And bacon, of course. We will have to address the lack of bacon in the country." But to get all of that, it kind of messes you up. So when we kind of go into the next topic, talking about moving to your your. Uh, your yes, practice family, yeah. your, your uh, practice family. family. <laughs> hey, look, hey, it's practice for the real thing. So you heard that's Chris's idea. That's Chris, of yeah. PST. It, it's, uh, it's not like a your, family. It's like a practice. Your it is. Pre-service training host family. Yeah, see, your practice family. It's, it's much practice easier family. to just say they're the practice, but I still love them so much. And I see them all the time, but it really did mess up my expectations for what I thought I was going to move into. Like I was ready to turn off my phone and just like herd sheep and stare at the sun or something. And, and it like turned out that I was in this five-star hotel where they were like, would you like fresh honey comes with your toast in English? And you're like, I thought this was gonna be totally different. So, yeah. So I had, if you listen to the packing podcast, I talk about this a little bit, but a lot of my experience at the uh, Orion was I packed pretty light coming to Kyrgyzstan. Like, I brought maybe two pairs of nice enough pants to call at least business casual, and maybe three dress shirts. Debatable. Debatable, (laughs) thank you. Uh, Wardrobe has only uh, gotten worse. Uh, but, I think uh, you look fantastic. Oh, I love you, Ryan. Uh, so producer sweet. Matt only wears like tuxedos Armani. during our <laughs> podcast. By the way, yeah. It, before I was doing Kyrgyz cast, they called me Armani Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, by the like the you know the fourth day, we still are stuck in the same hotel the entire time. Uh, I was.
was like, well, I guess I'm going to wear the shirt from the first day, because I'm not going to wear the one I wore on the plane. <laughs> and uh, one of the experiences more than one of you will probably have is talking to another person and maybe being like, yeah, I feel really dirty right now. I'm wearing clothes I've worn, like, more than once, and I haven't washed them, and people will be like, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. So you'll have, be anxious about it. Don't worry. Everyone's doing that. Yeah, and it's going to be so... You've you've gotten to this maybe beautiful hotel, maybe crappy hotel. Who knows? Maybe it's the Akeme. Maybe it's the Akeme. I don't know. The Akeme, even though it's not nice, I guarantee. It's a hotel. I, I guarantee it's a hotel. you that I give this it four place stars. that you stay during orientation four, four will be the nicest thing you see for, for the next three months, yeah. possibly the next six months, because or before nine. or nine, because you can. Number two in a toilet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh. Let's. I don't. For, we're gonna come. We're gonna circle back to that oh. one. By the way, yeah. it comes into. Matt, I never cut the poop. He never cuts the poop. It always comes back in every podcast. It's seriously. The, uh, it's a reality of being a Peace Corps volunteer. It's it's our we, favorite topic of discussion. Topic, yeah. Poop is what we do. Poop, <laughs> poop is who we are. Yeah. Who we are. Yeah. Yeah. So you've pooped in this hotel. Uh, you've bidet in this hotel. Hopefully. Uh, you you then took a shower mm-hmm. after pooping. Your towel is your towel is towel your towel is toasty hot, yes. or maybe not, uh, depending on on where you are. You meet your host family in, in a ceremony. You chit chat with them for like an hour, and then you leave with them. I'm what sorry. is that like? What is let's, that like? Let's talk about this really quick. The ceremony in which you meet your host family is. Insane. I loved it. I loved it. It was so so much fun. I'm sorry. The moment I met my Appa, my host mother, you you hold a sign with each other's you're names on it like across a room. You're like a it's kitten so left on the fun. side of the road, being like so free to fun. a good home. I Someone comes to pick you one up. Of my favorite stories. And the host families are this. nervous and excited. But and also, ah. let's just say for the record, you're not going to have an hour long conversation with them because at this point, you will know about five minutes of Kyrgyz. Yeah. And yeah. For yeah. Me, I mean, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. No. Unless you unless you come in speaking Russian, in which case. It's my recommendation as a former Russian speaker that you you shouldn't necessarily intimate to your practice host family that you speak Russian because otherwise they will only speak to you in Russian and you will never acquire Kyrgyz just because they want to communicate with you and they want to get to know you. Yeah, that's a really good point. You're going to come into TUI and I'm a TUI volunteer. Most people, like my counterpart says she thinks first in Russian before Kyrgyz. Mm. So keep that in mind. I'm going to say, though, about meeting your host family, and we'll get into the first week of being with the host family next, probably. Uh, I was sitting next to one of my friends. I was with her later in our PST village. Kim. Uh, Ashley. Ashley. But uh, we were making jokes, because we were one of the last villages to go up, about all the people who go up, and when they meet their like host parent, host brother, whoever came to it's pick them the up. always the mom. Somebody had, like, Ashley had a brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there <laughs> so, were a few people that had, like... Men. Men. Yeah. yeah, like young men. So, of the people who, like, went up and they did the whole, like, shake their hand, uh, and which people were rejected from going in closer for, like, the hug-kiss thing? Awkward. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
I was one of the people who was rejected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, producer Matt, if you ever want to go in for a hug or kiss, I will accept you. Uh, thanks, Brittany. It's it's me in my heart. We're actually hugging as we do the podcast. Yeah, it's a. Uh, if you can. We're, yeah, yeah, I don't know right. if you can tell, but we're all snuggled up. Yeah. yeah. We're we <laughs> we're have the most bunch. advanced podcasting techniques out there. We're yeah, cutting edge. We're a tight bunch. So you meet your host family in the ceremony. You drink tea and coffee for like forty-five minutes, thirty yeah. minutes. It's they not very, it's not very long. They take all of the appetizers leave. into their purses. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Your your host mothers will then steal all of the remaining food. And by the way, every time you go somewhere in Kyrgyzstan yeah. and there's remaining food, you steal it. In fact, I think steal it. Don't be bashful. I, it's the best thing. It's I the best it. thing. You You're gonna be hungry you. otherwise. You're yeah. gonna be hungry otherwise. Put it in your pockets. Put it in your bra. Put it in your. Put it wherever you, wherever it'll fit. Wherever you need. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, guys. Uh, but no, I don't think I even talked to my host mom because she was really concerned about where she could put all the food. Where she could stuff it. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, Mine mostly talked to the uh, young girl from our village who did like a dance. She to was so cute. Oh, oh, so okay. So you meet your host family. You drink tea. You socialize. They set up all the transportation for you. Don't don't worry about this part. It's, don't worry about anything. Yeah, don't don't You're worry like about it. Have fun. Fat yeah, baby. everything is just well, all taken thin. care of. Uh, <laughs> I was thick. And <laughs> that was I. Yeah, two two seasons. I'm not sure. Only two seasons. Uh, and so these girls come up and they perform. And one of our uh, fellow volunteers, Alex. He like met his host family. We all got on this bus, and these girls dressed in these Kyrgyz outfits get on the uh, on the uh, Marshuka with us, the bus. Yeah. And we're going to our village, and all of a sudden we just drop them off in like the middle of nowhere. And, they just and leave. the entire time we thought it was someone's host family, like host siblings. Turns out they just had hired them <laughs> to come and dance off the street at our thing and then the volunteer was super confused because he thought his family was like leaving him and it just turns out that there were these like oh, young girls that were just issues. were just here uh and yeah, it, yeah. it's it's going to be it's a, not as funny when i say it on the podcast that's going to be a common but, experience for a lot of people is not knowing who exactly is in your host family yeah. for a little while so true when i still I, don't know uh, i still don't know <laughs> great, i'm not so really I sure was a, yeah. i was in krasnaya retchka in pst uh, everyone worshipped Thanks, thanks, Brittany. The wretch. The wretch. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorite stories is uh, another volunteer for a long time, there was just a boy who slept on a couch at her house. Uh, and eventually, so as like volunteers, we all just said in English, that's the boy who sleeps on the couch. And when we finally learned enough Kyrgyz, so like two months in, to ask about their, like her host family about this boy, what they told us was, and when you asked, like, hey, who is that boy? They're just like, yeah, that's the boy who sleeps on the couch. <laughs> well, that explains it. Yeah. It yeah. definitely is like that, though. Sometimes you'll just have a family member. Like, when I first got to my permanent site, there was somebody who was always there, like this little girl. And 
like I've said before, I'm an African-American volunteer, so needless to say, I'm a unicorn in this country. True. But she would stare at me at every meal. She wouldn't even eat. She would only (laughs) stare. And so sometimes you just kind of get used to someone, like you get used to a different person in the house who might not be a member of like the primary household, but it's so big to have an extended family eat meals with you or be around you that it wasn't really a shock for them. And then I learned much later, it was my older host brother's daughter. But I think, Brittany, you had a point. Yeah, when I, the first day we came home, like, they brought me home. I was, like, their new puppy. I didn't understand anything, and I shit in the wrong place. So I pooped in the wrong places. <laughs> well, never. That's pretty normal. But yeah. <laughs> um, they, I sat down to a table of literally 15 people. There were 15 people in my house, and they were all poking me, lit. Like, they were all touching me. Like, I come up from a big family. My mom is Mexican-American. My dad is vaguely Irish. There's just, like, a million cousins. I'm used to people just being all around me and up in my business. But I was so overwhelmed. Like, I sat down. There was, like, 15 people. And they're like, my name is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what's her name? And, like, I can understand a bit of Russian, so I knew what they were saying. They're like, she's pretty. And everyone would be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, producer Matt. I was digging for that compliment. Yeah. In case you were wondering. Uh, Find the producer. <laughs> so they were just like all around. It was so loud, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through three months of this because the house was nice but relatively small. And then I went to sleep when they were like halfway through the party of like my party I was like yeah I'm thank you so much and I pointed to the room and like mimed going to sleep and they were like go 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 and so I got in there I went to sleep and I woke up and the next morning there were only like three people there and I was like <laughs> I like I was kind of like where you can't see this it's radio but I'm motioning like where are the people yeah there's and lots of hand waving going on her I'm face sure. looks confused you'll you'll what? do those what? exact motions what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. what and my host sister was like no and i was like oh well, that's nice there are only like three people living there yeah 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 common occurrence yeah yeah i wouldn't that was the part that i during from when we got there, that was the part that I was most worried about because they don't give you a lot of information, but it's really flawless. Your host family will set everything lot, up. they mean none. By not, yeah. Well, I'm sure we're counting it. I'll actually uh, say they give you a lot of information, but they, not this They give you a lot of information, not this <laughs> not the information. Not information you need. All I can remember is I feel so bad for Estelle, the former secu- oh, safety and security no. manager. She might be back. She might be back. She's she's coming, back. She'll yeah. be back, but, but while back. we're gone, Her You'll session get her. was the last session of our first day after flying to the country. We got there at like 6 a.m. And we got to take like an hour nap. Yeah. Having like sessions, all session session. starting. Yeah. But by the time we got to her session around like three thirty, four o'clock, we had all just been so jet lagged and just so out of it. Yeah. That she was like trying to give us this relevant information, and there was not a bright eye in the audience. Like I know I was doing what I refer to as the dope fiend head nod, <laughs> where, where you're just kind of bobbing your head and while you're trying to keep awake, and you know it's relevant information, but you just can't do anything about it. Yeah, and a, it looks like active listening. As a as an Irish Catholic, that's what I call the uh, early morning Sunday mass nod. <laughs> We call it the Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah, the Midnight yeah. Mass nod. Yeah. 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 Taz talking about... <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah, I, I would like definitely formula. say it, it is a varying experience. Like for me, the only time I ever use a flush toilet is in a city or if I'm in like a nicer place. I've definitely done like the outhouse experience for all of my service. I would say at this point, I'm kind of a perfectionist and a scouter of the best outhouses that you can find. Oh. So for me, I will say in my village and pre-service training, it was like the Rolls Royce of outhouse. <laughs> it had like polished concrete. Ooh. It had a like a light that you could turn on outside. Wow. Yeah, no, no iPhone light in the dark outhouse for me. I That's was living risky. in luxury. That's risky. I, yeah. So yeah. I, Matt, I, producer Matt, what do you got? So my PSD host family, I'm fairly certain, wouldn't get a volunteer unless they rebuilt their outhouse. <laughs> so my ex- first experience with the with the midnight bowel mm-hmm. movements, uh, was going out to our outhouse, which was slave of our band to this side, <laughs> and covered in canvas, and the door didn't close. Uh, and then I used that for basically the whole first week until my uh, LCF, and you'll learn about that later. The person who teaches you Kyrgyz language and cultural, cultural, and cultural <laughs> basically your new your new mom and or dad mom dad doctor best boss. friend yeah. boss the best yeah. person you'll ever meet truly the love of your life yeah. on Kyrgyzstan uh, so she came to my house and she's like so they're making you a new outhouse <laughs> and the next thing I heard from Poor my Vu. host mom at lunch so my LCF was also able to tell me about it was that when they made me a new outhouse it was going to be tall enough to fit me because I'm like a six foot volunteer which is Taller than every public good in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, and that they were going to do like a high school, like varsity, you're going to state tunnel for me outside so that when I was done being the first to use it, I would come out and they'd all cheer me. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story Chris and I are working on a secondary project uh, Outhouses of Kyrgyzstan Coffee Table Book. <gasps> I like that one. I yeah. would actually love that. I don't That's, know how people would uh, like agree at, to it, but at first I was joking, and now it's like sounds like a really fun idea. I actually I, started that with my mom, and like the first day I showed up here, I definitely think I could get like great shots from like the I outside, from really the inside, good, like some sunsets inside the hole, inside like the just straight down into where it happened. You gotta get the right. <laughs> Right, we, have shots. we have different visions. <laughs> right into the, of the right into action. So we're like, getting, I'm right talking, we're, we're getting like, <laughs> most of the frame we're talking about looking into the hole, but when you really look close at the image, you're not only seeing what you're eating, but you're also seeing all of the mistakes of what has happened in your life. And I'm saying right into the hole. I'm liking this book. Yeah, no, it's uh. When they talk about the Peace Corps will change you, they also mean it that it'll change you biologically. (laughs) (laughs) Like, every sin you've ever committed, because I'm also Irish Catholic, will be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely feeling this book, but since we're kind of transitioning into this, like, Moving into living with your your <laughs> coffee table books, yeah, coffee table books. But I'm talking about living with your PST family now. I remember, for me, it was such a funny experience because you go from this like five star hotel, you're living in the capital of this country for a week, and you take a mashruka, which is this. I wouldn't say a bus, but maybe a mini bus. Maybe it's a, a sauna bus. Maybe like a. It, it's, <laughs> 
it's a sauna bus it's a sauna in the bus. summertime. It's a two for one. But I mean, it's great. what my family yeah. told me was it might be hot in the summer, but in the winter, everyone's doing all right. So, <laughs> you take this this crowded mushroom because you've got all of your bags with you, and you make the trek out to wherever you're you're going to stay for the next ten weeks. And we sit down, and my family makes me like fried chicken, which is Aww. it was delicious. It was nice. such a great transition. What? And none of us can say anything to each other, so we keep taking bites, looking up at everybody in the family, and just shaking our heads at each other. And that's all that's we adorable. could manage at each yeah. other. They kept yeah. trying to ask me things, and all of my sisters in the family knew a little bit of English, so they'd say like, they would maybe be able to get like one phrase like. How is Arizona? And I would be like, it's good. And, and then we'd just take another bite of chicken and shake our heads at each other. But you'll definitely be able to develop more over time. But I thought it was just a great experience to kind of meet them there. Yeah. My first meal in Kyrgyzstan was with, at the time, who I thought was my host brother and host sister, but were actually not members of my immediate family. <laughs> and it was just a single... Uh, over hard egg with spaghetti, <laughs> which at the that time that sounds pretty good. Yeah. No, I was I would like, I would so take that every day. I woke up late on the day we're supposed to like go meet our host family, so I missed breakfast. So I, oh, I was sitting no. through the whole ceremony. Oh, I was like, let's try each. Let's try each. Let's try each. Which every day I'm not like that. Uh, <laughs> and so we get to the point that I just eat like two pastries. I wait on this marshutka, the bus for like uh, I. An hour, hour and a half. I'm like sweating a whole lot because I'm in my business cash. Mm-hmm. Formal for that day. Yeah, it was business formal. Yeah. So I think I, I, I may have worn a suit coat. Yeah. Uh, and I finally get to my like host family and like put your bags in the room, which is like the only room with one bed in it in our house. And the other rooms had like one bed and storage or several beds. Mm-hmm. Uh or and, no beds. Or no beds. There's a hallway mm-hmm. and a TV room. And I go and sit down with a bunch of people, and I was just, like, just eating. And the only thing we could do was you get a single packet of phrases, <laughs> most of which were about laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can ask where the iron is, but I don't need that today. <laughs> but you'll need it tomorrow. And then my your host families will also get this like that kind of information, so they'll be able to look at like what Kyrgyz to say to or to like get a, like a point across yeah. maybe. Yeah. And so my host mom, who was retired and in her like late sixties at the time, like went and had someone go fetch her reading glasses in another building. Oh. And then she got them out, had someone go fetch the packet for her, and we sat there and she was just like, These are also all about laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um in my first meal with my host family, we arrived, there was like a as I said, like a million people. Uh but my older host sister I'm sorry, my oldest host sister, who was actually younger than I was, uh, she, like, sat really close to me, and she was super, like, physically affectionate, which I know might have weirded some people out, but it actually made me feel, like, really safe because I felt kind of unmoored, you know? I was in a new country. I was away from all the other volunteers, which they drop you off. They dropped us off on, like, a Saturday night. We didn't have classes till Monday morning, so mm-hmm. it was like, how am I going to get through the next 36 hours without, like relatively low language skills in a new country with nothing to do like no structured time she was sitting next to me and she was kind of just like like periodically petting my hair and um she was like 
oh, like pictures. She was like, pictures, 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 like, you know, whatever. And so I, luckily I had brought a ton of like physical print photographs of my family, of my life, of my house, of my university, um, of my cat. And I brought them out and I think that was like a really great way to kill 30 minutes. You know, everyone wanted to look at like every picture. Um, it was like, I think humanizing, not that they didn't think of me as a human, but it helped like solidify my personhood in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, your first week with your PSD host family is going to be one of the most awkward experiences of your life. <laughs> so true. Uh, so uh, having anything that you can be like, hey, this is a thing you can look at, even if it's for like 10 seconds, will be a, like a godsend. Yeah. yeah. So even if you don't have physical pictures, if you have like on a smartphone without yeah. a SIM card, that you can like look at all these pictures on this phone. But be warned that if you are showing pictures to a Kyrgyz person on your phone, you hand it to them, they will indiscriminately swipe. Yeah, you so true. So you want to clear stuff out. Yeah, just yeah. be aware. Like my sister and I follow each other on Instagram. Instagram and Kyrgyz is also Instagram, so we were able to communicate that quite effectively. And I looked through all of her Instagram posts, saw her like daughter. She showed me a picture of her ex husband. She was like this then she was like we were together motion there's more like happening that you can't see yeah. motion that she was like no he's on a mission <laughs> he's gone but like it was really nice because she looked through all of my instagram posts which is i'm a compulsive grammar Go on. I think that gets the award for best podcast joke. And ever I'll, made. I'll stop talking now because I peaked. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really great, you know, because you do have limited language skills, and even if you want to break into Russian, which I didn't want to do at that point, I just wanted to like keep it mum that I knew some Russian, so I could excel in Kyrgyz. Like it was it was really <clears throat> nice. My whole family wanted to see it, and they brought out all of their photo albums, like their actual physical photo albums, yeah. and they showed me pictures of you know, through miming their parents and their grandparents and um, their extended family and family weddings and family funerals they had pictures from. Like, but yeah, it was it was really and nice. Kyrgyz people have the most extensive photo albums I've seen in my mom. Formal, runs a, yeah. unsmiling photos. party pictures. And it's uh, many, and my many, many speeches. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my current, like, my permanent host family has, like, Armoires full of photo albums of everyone, not just them. Yeah, and I had like a really different experience with my family because during that time when I was sitting down with him for their first meal, like my my host brother for PST was a police officer in Bishkek, literally the tallest guy you'll ever meet in in Kyrgyzstan, by the way. But he was like, I I couldn't figure out what to say to him, so I kind of pulled out my phone, like maybe I can try and translate it with. Google Translate, and he looks at my phone and he goes, Wi-Fi, have Wi-Fi. And I was like, what? And I actually experienced the fastest Wi-Fi in Kyrgyzstan at my PST village. And he like hooked my phone up to their Wi-Fi. And I was like, where am I? Like, I thought I was ready to leave my phone forever. And so it started out in the beginning, I was using a lot of translation on my phone. But as I learned more through my sessions with my language and cultural facilitator, I was able to kind of like drop stop using google translate as much for sentences and then it was just single words and then not at all 
And so it was kind of like a very different experience for how we began to bond because my family was bigger into technology. My brother, if you're a video game fanatic, by the way, loves Dota. So that was pretty wild. Like I would wake up to go to the bathroom at night and it'd be like 3 a.m. and he was just grinding through Dota. Like he would play Dota all night long while his what wife and Dota baby child. For those, what for is the Dota? For the non-gamers among us. It's called Defense of the Ancients. Okay, so <laughs> if you're not a gamer, like, I don't know how to explain this further without taking a lot of time, but it's like a MOBA, which is like a multi-online <laughs> battle arena. I didn't know so that it's, part. <laughs> yeah, MOBA is multi-online online battle arena. It's five people who play, or it's ten people who play on a map, teams of five that are going to fight each other and attempt to kill each other's headquarters. So that's probably <laughs> the nerdiest thing you'll hear on the cast, but I Got will it. say... <laughs> we gotta kill the hiking boots. Yeah. We gotta kill the hiking yeah. boots. Did he have Earl? He knows his hiking boots. No, we got we got into uh, all of the chewy mats. We had all orange. of the chewy mats. <laughs> but I will yeah. say he was really into video games, and so I was able to get some really fast Wi-Fi and PSC, which really, once again, messed up my expectations for what I thought of the country because I was able to experience such great Wi-Fi. Matt, or Ryan. <laughs> wow. It's okay. You didn't uh, say Mr. Matt. We'll just do a count. cut. That is, and then a Ryan. Wait, wait, wait. Let's that make it a clean cut. That is the nicest thing that anyone has ever said to me. So we'll do a cut. Ryan. Uh, uh, didn't a volunteer get picked up in like a beamer? I did. You did? That was oh. you? Oh. oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Like from, yeah, from our PST location. Oh, no, sorry. From in PST. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, like, my like sister I remember someone, AF. someone was like queen waving to me, driving away in like a... It was me. In like a Beamer. Was it an SUV? Oh, no. She had a nice little um, sedan. Dude, a sedan. I came back yeah. on the Mishruka. And the funniest thing is about that is the Mishruka stopped... Huh. At like the local bazaar in the next city over Kant. And they picked up Kant like, was my side. It was her side. So we picked up some groceries to take home for them to cook me dinner, but like oh, yeah. I had no idea where I was or what was going on, but we just kind of got out. And I remember another volunteer who's in a few villages over in Ivanovka was actually there as well with his family in like a Mercedes and I was like, dude. What is this? He's like, I think my family's rich, but we haven't been to their house yet. So it was a really funny experience to kind of see the differences in those host families. But I, I loved my my PSD host family. Like I visited them last week. I can't get enough of them. They're the greatest people. Yeah, PSD was really fun, and, and experiences differ. Uh, yeah. Can I? Yeah. I'm just going to briefly touch on this because I think it's something people need to know. Um, my PST host siblings, including my beautiful, wonderful, amazing host sister. You're beautiful. Oh my god. We're all beautiful. Okay, Alex. Sorry, that was the live audience. <laughs> yeah, that was the live audience. Uh, so, uh, Rat was really wonderful. However, her host father, I mean her actual biological father, my host father, was... Uh, not great. I just want to say, you know, for the record, so we have it on record, if you're in your PST host family and, no, it's okay, I've already cleared this with Bob and Wendy. If you're, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. If you're in your PST host family and there's someone in your family who's making you feel uncomfortable, uh, you should talk to staff immediately really quickly because they can probably move you and if not they'll come up with a solution there's no reason to go through an already very stressful time with the added stressor of 
a being in a new place. No, no, no. With a, I mean, there's like the stress of being in a new place, but with the added stress of someone who isn't necessarily the most welcoming of Kyrgyz men, considering that Kyrgyz people are among the most hospitable on the planet. Yeah. Uh, my PST host family was great, but I did have one other volunteer in my PST village who, he, like, one thing that happens is when you're in PST, you have, like, no idea what's going on. Ever. Yeah, no. And so... <laughs> no clue. Yeah. 100% of that. And so... I still don't. <laughs> I like wasn't going to say it. I didn't want them Where to think we? I was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the studio. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, so he, um, he had a really bad ho- PSD host family experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with his, like, host, like, parents would, like, often yell at him and blame Aww. him for things he didn't understand what was going on. Mm. Uh, they did not help him do language. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with a um, like one of his host siblings. Uh, she had some difficulties, and that made living with that family in particular more difficult. And he just didn't know that those were like he thought that was like oh this is being in Kyrgyzstan, right? And so what ended up happening is it was like a month, two months on, and we had no idea that was going on because when we go to visit, his whole entire host family is like anyone else's. Like they we just they're putting on the ritz, yeah. And so it happened where it was like way later that it was like, hey, uh, my host mom keeps yelling at me. Does that happen to you? And it was like, no. Yeah, I think that it's really easy when you first show up into a country, you just think that everything that's happening to you is happening to everyone else. And you're kind of maybe a little bit hesitant to bring up a concern to your group of volunteers or to your LCFs or to your safety and security manager. But I just want to say from, like, an official position as someone who's a warden, uh, you should definitely, definitely express any concern you have for your safety or even emotional well-being, especially during PSD. Because if you feel uncomfortable, nine times out of ten, there's a reason and it's valid. So don't worry. I, myself, went through my PST uh, incredibly uncomfortable in my home environment. And it made me think that, like, I couldn't do this, that I couldn't do my service. When, in fact, like, that's the most, that has been and was the most stressful part of being in Kyrgyzstan. And I just think that if I had, like, spoken up sooner or talked to staff about it, I would have had a much different experience during my pre-service training, and I would have been better for it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's entirely true. Uh, there's no reason, if for any reason you have difficulties or are uncomfortable during your first week of service, talk to your LCF, talk to anyone you can reach out to about it. If you see something, say something. And I would also like to say, this is like a completely shameless plug, but uh, Ryan, the co-host, and myself, Chris, uh, we're both VAC members, and as a shameless plug with our new group... VAC is... Shameless VAC plugs are not only okay, but they're encouraged. VAC is... The Volunteer Advisory Committee. Volunteer Advisory Committee, and on top of that, I'd also like to do a plug for our brand new group that we just introduced, the Identity Support Group. I am... We are all there to support you. The live audience. The live audience goes... 
identity so, support group identity support group isg so as a member of both Ooh. vac and isg i'd like to say that all of the 25s are there to support you so if you have any issues that come up or something doesn't seem right at all absolutely tell anyone that you know and we'll let you know because we don't have a problem telling anybody how it is i'll i'll let you know everybody you can find will tell you how it is now that we're all here so tell us what's going on. We'll tell you if it's something you should expect or something that's out of the ordinary, and we'll guide you on the right path. Maybe it's something you just need to tell your family because they don't understand that they're doing something out of the culture or not. But Ryan, did you have something to add to that? Uh, no, that was perfect. Yeah, that was amazing. When? I mean, Vec, yeah, you're, wow. You yeah. are an involved volunteer. But yes. I admire you. But Brittany, yes. One thing I do want to say while we're on this topic is that uh, I know it can be overwhelming to show up to a group of, we'll have, what, nearly 100 people. Yeah. But I want to say that, like, cohesion and solidarity among the 25s is astounding. There's no one among us that isn't one of us. And I think that's something we made a point of coming into our service, and I hope it's something that you guys do, too. Uh we're all in this together, and it shows. But, you know, but, well, it's it's really true. So if you if you have a problem, I think I don't think you should be afraid to reach out either to your cohort or to ours, and we're gonna listen to you, whether it be in a like official PSN capacity or just calling the volunteer you most vibe with. They're going to pick up the phone or at least text you back saying, like, sorry, I'm Chai Yiching, even though it's 1130 at night. I'll call you in an hour. That's my Chai Yiching. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the most common Chai yeah. time. So yeah. I'm just saying that if there's anything, as Chris said, that makes you feel uncomfortable and you need a sounding board, call someone, anyone. Yeah. We're going to listen to you and we're going to want to talk to you because... We have a lot of free time. Yeah. Talk to a 25, <laughs> talk to someone in your village, talk mm -hmm. to your LCF. Yeah, literally, don't be afraid. Yeah, literally talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Talk to office staff that you feel comfortable mm -hmm. with. Like, even still to this day, my language and cultural facilitator is now the safety and security oh, manager. Oh my! You'll definitely get a lot of time meeting him, but like I spent every like six days a week with him. He was the for person that weeks. I called for ten weeks mm -hmm. for everything. He like he's You're almost, a lucky man. Yeah, he's almost like a surrogate father to me. So like I, I love the guy to death. And so even now, if I have a question that I don't know the answer to, I always think of Almaz. And that's and that's the kind of connections that you'll build here. So find that person that makes you comfortable, that you feel comfortable talking to, and just talk to them. They're always open to talk to you, and they'll help you through any situation. Yeah, I, one time in PST, I'm sorry, one time in PST, I got really, really ill. And our LCF, Inura AJ, the most beautiful, wonderful, amazing human on the planet. I can, I can also confirm. <laughs> She's really great. Um, she showed up to my PST house, and I was crying. I was shit pooping myself, and I'm sorry. Not cutting the poop. <laughs> <laughs> and we I was vomiting. Like I was just everything was happening. I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't do this. I had a weird situation with my host dad, as I mentioned. Like it was just like, oh, this is so awful. And she came in. And, like, just with her tiny, beautiful feet, with her tiny, beautiful steps, like, clicked into my room. I'm sorry. She's a very small woman, and <laughs> it's endearing. That's most people here. Okay. So she came and she, like, just, she touched my forehead. She was like, you will be okay. 
but I understand that you feel sad now. And I was like, thank you so much. I was like sobbing. And then she left and she like talked to my host sister for a while and she was like, don't feed her anything except for rice. Godsend. <laughs> she was a godsend. And after that, she has earned my eternal devotion. I will be naming my first child after her. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you developed such a close relationship with your language and cultural facilitator because the same thing, like in so many situations when we're in training, like you're new to this country, it's a like wildly different scenario unless mm-hmm. you've lived here before. So many situations you'll run into and you'll kind of be scared or you'll be apprehensive about what to do. Mm -hmm. And your language and cultural facilitator will be so happy to help you, or at least Alma's is. Like, even still, when we do trainings and Alma shows up, he'll always say at the end of the training, like, thank you so much for what you're doing for the country. And that's kind of a driving force for me because sometimes when I'm like... I'm kind of questioning what I'm doing, and it's a natural process to go through a point where you're like, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? But I always remember so many times you'd be in training, and Almaz would say, I'm doing this for you because you're helping my country so much. And he was just such a great person in everything he did. He would just strive. Total bro. Total bro. Almaz means diamond, and I always think of him that way. And he would always strive to just be the best guy like anyone had ever seen. Like every time we'd get on a mashruka, he'd always give up his seat to all of the volunteers and all of the other people. And he always played with babies. And he always played with babies. (laughs) He was such a great guy. He's recently married. He's. I don't know if we were supposed to announce that, but like he would, he would definitely. We would always joke around because he lived in India before, and he he would give us all these hilarious stories. But we'd say Afghanistan and Afghanistan. We would say he would even if he was on an airplane and he saw an older woman, aka an edge, he would stand up and just be holding the aisle in an airplane so that he'd make sure she had a seat because he was just such a great guy. If Almas was in America, United would never happen. Yeah, if Almas was in America. United would never be a problem. So I would say you'll get so close to that person that it kind of it kind of is your driving force. It was definitely for me, even to this day, when I when I think about this country and I think about the people of this country, I think of my my LCF Almas and all of the great stuff. Your little diamond in the rough. My diamond in the rough. Alright, so uh, let's just do this and I think we can wrap up here. That uh, Chris had like the best ending to a podcast. Chris is great at that toasts, was still, like, he's great at hugs, and he's a great VAC representative. You can't see this, but and he has a nice what smile. I'm literally bawling right now from that emotion. He's not literally bawling. I'm not actually crying. He's it just sounds good on the podcast. bawling, but he might be literally bawling. Wow. We're going to have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> This is the cut set. Yeah, this is so it. So anyways, let's do a clean one, and we'll just do the Kyrgyz cast out. All right? All right. So that, I think, is... Stellar way to wrap it up, Chris. Thank you. Let's do a Kyrgyz cast out. See ya. Kyrgyz cast. The content expressed here does not represent the views of the U.S. government nor the Peace Corps.